Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast. This is episode number 80, how to relax and be spiritually free, especially if you work in media. Well, aloha from Oahu. I'll be working out here for just a bit. I'm not relaxing here, which is why I thought today's episode was very important to share how to relax. There is a book by Titnot Han that I often read that is titled How to Relax. I think so many of us are plagued by work addiction, by the pandemic, by watching way too much news, by being affected by things like conspiracy theories and brainwashing, manipulation, marketing, advertising, and we forget the most important part of being on this one planet in one moment of time is actually just to be of service for others. And that is why I do this podcast every week for free. It is my public service way of helping through journalism and bringing you a different lens. I'm currently out here studying at Buddhist temples and working with bishops, monks, and those who are part of a Buddhist congregation. The spiritual beings that I have been around are very different and vastly different from those I have been around um, in different parts of the world while studying and writing books. I also want to let you know that I had several Hawaiian girls reach out and thank me for the work that I do, but I really have to just thank you because if nobody listened to the Wabi Sabi podcast, we wouldn't have a reason to share. So thank you for listening. It is apparent to me that most of us cannot check out or leave work or social media without feeling in panic. I don't know if this is fully true or not, but our amazing colleague, Selena Gomez, has not been on social or the internet for about four years. And that is one of the most beautiful practices I think I've ever heard. When you are in media or a public figure, it is very difficult to be on social media. You tend to compare, you get triggered by posts that you see, and the way you scroll makes you feel more disturbed, angry, jealous, or just annoyed, then it actually makes you feel happy. So it is amazing that she's been off for so long and I commend her. Her mental health must be so good. And that is one of the first points to make is when you are a public person or you're aspiring to be a public person, watch out for social media. It seems in our world that we are so used to scrolling when we don't realize that it was created so that we could scroll much like a jackpot. The same sort of technology is utilized so that your brain is constantly lit up. And when you don't get that hit of dopamine from your Instagram or TikTok, you feel that you need to check in and get more and more. Also, places like YouTube or even Pinterest, Twitter, these all, not one is better than the other. They all play a role in our next generation's health, wellness, spiritual health, mental health. And I'm here to help you to get real and to exercise what real wellness actually is. 
It has been very difficult to be in this industry for the last 17 years while watching people in my space and other spaces completely destroy and distort the idea of what real wellness and spirituality from the human heart is. It is not related to money. It is not related to followers or likes. It is not related to how famous you are, who you're married to, what kind of car you drive. No materialistic thing could actually measure the testament of a true spiritual being. So if you don't have a spiritual practice already, today we're going to share simple tips on how you can also check out and relax. And when you relax, you will become more enlightened and you will be able to open your mind and your eyes and your heart to new and exciting practices. Now, I don't know about you, but in the morning, I think these are the most spiritual and precious hours of all. Upon waking, I always make a matcha tea with a cha wan and cha sen, much like the way that my grandmother did when she was practicing matcha tea ceremony, sado. These practices in the morning make such a difference and they set the tone for the rest of our day. I also really am a proponent of going to bed at 8 o'clock. I know that sounds really early for most people, but when you sleep well and you're not drinking alcohol or taking pills or doing other drugs, no judgment, but when you're not doing that stuff, you will get natural sleep up to 9 hours and when you wake up you feel like a fucking queen. So there are a lot of practices that are free and simple and we don't have to buy into, you know, purchasing wellness or believing in gods or other beings. We don't need to look up to other public figures like they are holier than thou. They're not any better than you. The person that's taking care of the garden or your cleaning lady, your Uber driver, these people are wonderful people and they are spiritual beings that are doing service for you. We should bow down to them. There is no reason why we should treat any person on this earth better than another. Be kind and treat others the way that you would like to be treated. After you make your morning tea, it is important to breathe and prepare for your next day. So I highly recommend figuring out a meditation practice that works for you. When you are meditating, try to look and observe at some nature, some trees, some flowers, a bird. And if you can't, that's okay. You know, I've been there too. I've lived in the East Village. I've lived in Brooklyn. Um, I've lived off of Lorimer and Grand Stop. Didn't have a lot to look out at. But maybe another you know, building or two or another window, you know, there's a lot that we forget when we speak about privileges and spirituality that not everybody has access to. So I'll be the first person to admit, although I'm very jealous of Oprah's ranch in Maui, the rest of us are not going to have access to a ranch in Maui. So here's what we can do. I still channel the small palm trees by my balcony and the few birds that will come and see me. And although I don't come from any sort of rich assets, etc., I do feel very rich in character and that 
maybe the experiences that I've had over time from the beginning at starting in media around, I would say, 14, 15 in modeling and then 22, 23 in TV up until where we are now, seven books in, I feel like we have all grown spiritually together. You have to remember where you were 10 years ago is not where you are today. And therefore, when you have your practice, you can picture your own little Maui ranch, (laughs) even if it's just in your mind. And if you can picture it, feel it and breathe it and spiritually learn to love your own tiny little balcony or window or the three plants that you have or your tiny little set of flowers or maybe it's just meditation pillows that you put up nicely your aloe plant or maybe you have a few succulents wherever your window is let it be a tiny little light of peace where you can sit and meditate and breathe for 30 minutes in the morning Once you have done all the things that make you feel really good in the morning, make sure that you spend time with your pets offline and please don't scroll for the first three hours of every day. It's not important. Go back in there and finish your workday that works for you spiritually. I also really want you guys to know that in Buddhism, we don't pray to gods. Buddha was essentially one of us. And so we learn from him in the feeling and notion that we don't really look up to spiritual figures in a way where we think that they are holier than thou. So it is weird to me that people really prey off of hype and celebrity. So why don't we take in a little bit of realization that we are all equals in this world? Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. While writing my seventh book, I have been absolutely distracted by having to make a living. I know, boo-hoo. We have bills. (laughs) We all have bills we have to pay. I would love to move to the North Shore of Oahu and just write books. Impossible don't get paid enough. So many of us minority female authors and writers have gotten hosed over the years in never getting paid enough. Not enough to even make a living in a place where we would love and dream to be. There is a very small percentage of writers and artists that have actually made it, made it, quote unquote, It looks like a lot of us have made it, but you don't know our full story. So it is best to support other minority females in their work and support their new books and support their podcasts as well. I am excited that on the 27th of this month, Jenna Kutcher will come over and we will record a podcast on women in business together and how we can help each other to thrive better in this world because most of us are always going to be better together. So when you're going through your day, spiritually cleanse the mind and think only positivity for other women, other minorities, hear them out, don't judge, know that you don't know what others are going through. Just because somebody has 400,000, 500,000 followers doesn't mean they're successful and it doesn't mean they're rich, doesn't mean their life is better than yours. 
So it is best to really modify time off of these social apps. If you have time to make tea, to breathe and reflect and sit and meditate for 30 minutes every day, you can learn to clear the mind. When the mind is clear, it is much more open. When the mind is clear, there is less anxiety, there is less fear. And when the mind is open, you have more opportunity to welcome spirituality into your life. Take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. When we are in media, it is so, so difficult to try to stay level-headed and peaceful. And now I know why so many of us take breaks. Boy, did I need one. Life is very interesting. Going inward and working on introspective work, visiting the temples, going to waterfalls, hanging out with the bishop, working with small temples and community groups. Oh my gosh, the bishop out here in the Manoa Valley temple that I work with, Koganji, made a hundred sushi bento boxes for all of our congregation for the Buddha's birthday for the Hanamatsuri. If you don't know much about the Hanamatsuri, it is the celebration of a flower festival in honor of the Buddha's birthday. We do celebrate this all over Japan and all over the world. If you are a Japanese practicing Buddhist, this is a wonderful holiday next to the Obon, which is where we pay tribute to those we have lost in our families, those who have passed away and gone to the other side. We go to the temple, we bring their spirits back home with us, we take care of them, and then we bring them back to the temple after the Obon. That festival is in July, August, and then the Hanamatsuri is in April. It's a really fascinating spiritual practice that I've learned. It's a crossover between my Christian dad's church and his church work and my mother's Buddhist practices and principles with spirituality. I fall in a sector of a gray area somewhere in between where I will never ever choose or judge based off religion ever. I will only embrace people. What they believe in is what they believe in. And I know people find this to be a bit odd, but if I'm writing the zeitgeist for the next generation to learn from, most of us are mixed. We come from various backgrounds. There should be zero judgment when it comes to religion, choice of religion, as long as nobody is harming another individual or another being, let them practice what makes them feel good. When you learn to let go and stop judging others based off of their personal morals values or their enriching self-spiritual journey, that's when life will begin. It can begin for you at 40. It can begin for you at 50 and it can begin for you at 60 and 70 and 80. I hung out with a bishop who was a former minister in Buddhism and her name is Jizo Rose. And she is an excellent female representation of a Buddhist minister who was later ordained as a bishop by way of Tokyo um, and Japanese ministers. She really has a unique perspective on life being Japanese, but in America we learn about this. I will be writing about 
this in my book. There is so much beauty to be seen in acceptance of embracing intersectionality. I don't know why people can't let go of their own belief system and just learn to be curious about others. Ask yourself, who are you to believe that your way and your belief system, your values, your morals are the way? Who are we to believe that our way is the way? Or can you have an open mind through meditation, sleep, spirituality, reflection, matcha tea making, animals, gardening, love, staring at nature? Can you find the starlight and the stardust between all of these spiritual beings and the belief system that yours is not the only way? That is where the gray area is for most mixed kids. And it will land on that spectrum in the middle for the rest of your life, as it should. We can see the array of colors, and we always will. But when we learn to stop passing judgment is when we grow. Our greatest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our greatest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Marianne Williamson. I know you know how powerful you are. Don't let that stardust fade away. Figure out who you are spiritually. What works for you? Is it that deep breathing? As the motorcycles go by on the road? Is it that, is it that infinite love that you have for others? Is it that care? Is it the volunteer work that I see you doing? Is it the good person that you are that I see? Is it the kindness and love that you give to others no matter what kind of day you're having? I see you, especially if you are of service to others, for free. Those are the people that I will always admire the most. I know I'm not popular in that decision making. I know I'm not popular in the way that I believe in being a spiritually divine and good person. I know my thought process isn't popular. I know it's popular to be a shitty person right now, to be someone's side chick, to be someone's side piece, and to be a rotten person. But I will refuse to be that type of person because those types of people are not my kind of people. My kind of people might be people that are spiritually enlightened, love animals, find practice in the day to give to others, donate their time or their money to charitable causes, and don't expect anything in return. And although I am not perfect, we make time to meditate and to pray for others all we possibly can. We make time to read books, to educate ourselves, to have an open mind, to speak to people, to smile at people, to invite people into conversations, to make people feel special and loved. You have no idea the person down the street might just need a smile. And now that you're not wearing your mask anymore, smile. Smile at people. It makes a world of difference. I cannot begin to tell you the difference between the aloha spirit here in Hawaii and the spirit of ego in LA. 
there is a spectrum of life in which we practice. I wish more people cared and said, how are you? And reached out and sent an email without any attachment to business. I wish more people wrote love letters and I will read some today that will make you feel great and never alone. But the Aloha spirit is a real spirit that is alive and well here in Hawaii. And we can learn from the blended cultures here, the various backgrounds, the Christian belief, the Buddhist belief, the Muslim belief, and all others in between. We should not judge anyone based on where they come from. Welcome people with open arms. And by the way, I'm a hypocrite too, by the way. I totally am. And I'll be the first one to admit it to you. We all practice what we preach, right? Or we try to. And we all falter. We all will stumble. And we won't follow all of the rules that we preach to the world. So I'll call myself out, especially when I'm judging. The hypocrisy that comes with being a cultural and spiritual writer is quite difficult. So when we are writing, we're essentially practicing the script of our lives, where every little line, punctuation, dot, crossing the T, dotting the I, that matters. And when we go through edits, which I'm doing with my editor right now, over and over and over and over and over again, until it is fucking perfect. That's a shit that you don't see. I'm not going to show you my computer screen on Instagram, but it is really fucking weird to me that people go crazy over people that show their butt and boobs and are kind of like, you know, have the hoe mentality or, or people that, you know, educate themselves and write books and do things full of respect and clout. I don't understand. It's easy for me to take off my clothes. I could do it tomorrow. I don't really want to do that just so you know I mean I've already been paid to do all the bikini modeling in the world I mean I did it for 20 years it's fine I can still do it but I choose to use my brain it will always get you further in life so while I'm not judging anyone who wants to take their clothes off I'm just letting every girl know if you want to be spiritually well and respected and loved in this world especially in media it is of the utmost care to respect yourself, to put your clothes back on and to start writing books, writing for journals and magazines, reporting for news, doing admirable things your mother would be proud of. It doesn't matter if you are a doctor, a lawyer, or if you work in technology, if you're at a startup, if you're in banking, accounting, etc. Do something your mother and your grandmother would be proud of. When you are spiritually divine, it means that you align all the arrows in your life and they don't align very often. So when they do and you feel that spiritual love and you feel the calling and you start attracting all the right people and work and places in your life, that is when the alignment will happen and the stars will come into place and every arrow will point in the direction that you need to move towards. And whether you are a deep and true tried and true spiritual being or if you're just starting out there's no judgment here there's no fucking guidebook on how to be spiritual and there's no person that should tell you how to do it a right way or a wrong way i just know that when i feel mentally well without drinking or drugs i feel spiritually my best and then when i can breathe when i'm sleeping good and exercising and eating right mostly 
tropical fruits and veggies here. Tons of papaya, coconut, mango, loads of salads, a little bit of ramen or sake here and there. My Japanese homies here, sushi, inari sushi, mochi. Oh, there's so much goodness here. It's amazing. The Hawaiian and Japanese cultures intertwine here and they've learned to love each other and they make things like spam musubi and they are the best culture. I don't care what anybody says. I will say Japanese Hawaiians are my kind of people. <laughs> there's a lot of history here on the island. I will write about in my book about how the intersection, the intersectionality between the two cultures actually helps to merge both onto a different level of spiritually divine practice, love and respect, culture, wellness, the real shit that I talk about, I cannot describe to you unless I put it into a juicy book. So that is where we will go with this. But remember, when it comes to how to relax, one of the last practices I will leave you with, I know it doesn't matter to be a good person anymore. We've gone far past that. Most people reward poor and bad behavior. They give shows to scam artists, cheaters, scum, total douchebags, dumb, dumb people. And I'm not really sure where good people fall in the spectrum of life anymore. I was at the flower market in LA a few weeks ago buying flowers last minute as usual. And I was about to pay, you know, for floral we needed for shoots. And this guy says, don't worry. I've seen her here a million times. She's a regular. She'll Venmo us. Because they were closing and they needed my payment. And they said, how do you know I'm going to pay you? I might just run out with these lovely peonies. And he said, because I see you all the time and I know your type. You're very kind. And I, and I said, okay, whatever. But I said... You know, in an afterlife, I might be rewarded for being kind, but I'm not rewarded for it now. And we all started laughing because we know that being a horrible person has somehow been rewarded on the spectrum of morality in our culture. And I don't like that feeling. It's a little yucky. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I'm about at the end of my rope with this whole like everyone being thirsty, wanting to be famous, lying, scamming, cheating. Oh, Lord, help us. Buddha and Jesus. Can we all just get an amen? Amen. That we want this world to be a better place and that those who are kind and deserving of great love and great things that we please Grant them peace and wishes. Grant them success and love. Grant all of those doing beautiful and good, eye-opening, colorful things with culture, wellness, love, beauty, the things that really matter. Bring them to us. Grant them peace and honor their, their cultures and love. I am so, so proud of all of you women and girls that have been out there doing your thing, and the guys too. A couple of wild men. I always say there's probably like three men that might listen to this podcast. But regardless, today was a serious day because I really think that a lot of us find it very hard to relax. So follow Selena Gomez's advice. Go off of social for a few days here and there. You don't need to be so thirsty and post every day. I really think TikTok is toxic and I think you need to start doing research on what it does to your mental health exercise, 
the practice of moderation, be kind to others, reward good behavior, stop giving attention to dumb people and people that practice bad behavior. Like even that Anna, there was like a um, Netflix special on some girl that scammed people in New York. And I would say, I mean, I was like a queen bee HBIC in New York for a long time. And I would never do that shit to people. Why would, why are we like giving her a Netflix series? Come on, Netflix, you can do way better than that. And you can start hiring some good people that do very good work morally. Why are we always focused on the bad? We should focus on the good. And at the very least, we could at least make like 25% of TV good. And then you can have all the scams and murders and criminals all you want. I like the scam shows too sometimes, but I do find that it's getting a little bit out of proportion. And if we want to leave this place to be better for our children, I would suggest that we start now. With relaxation, <laughs> it would be easy for me to say, take a bath, get a massage. For me, it's more like take a dive in the ocean, work with cold water rejuvenation, do some deep breathing, make some tea, learn how to make matcha. Find out how to make matcha on my website at candicekumai.com or thematchashop.com. Pick up a matcha kit from me, a bowl, a whisk, and a powder. Learn how to do this through the matcha cleanse or matcha masterclass. Just adding in the ritual of tea that my grandmother, my great aunt Takuko Nechan, and all of the spiritually divine women in my life once practiced sado, the Japanese practice of tea ceremony, this is very important. When you don't practice culture, when you don't exercise kindness, you start to lose touch with the reality of the light. Let's not lose the light. The darkness is inevitably a part of life, but we need the contrast of yin and yang to live in that intersectionality. And we need to believe that we need both to exist but we cannot promote darkness more than the light. So start promoting good people that are doing good things. I love my sisters out here with the Aloha spirit, like Crystal Ponzi, Kariani Naba, and my friend Daniel Sherman, Marianne Uehara. There are so many beautiful Japanese Hawaiian girls that I just adore and love. Keep working on supporting the Hawaiian culture, beautiful Asian women, and give them more opportunity. Okay, so <laughs> let me just say, wow, I got a lot of text right now about, <laughs> oh my lord, something to do with politics, which I don't want to talk about. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. I've got a couple of fabulous questions and some love letters I wanted to read to you guys just so that we could know that we light up each other's lives when we do the right thing and there's still a lot of goodness in this world there's a beautiful girl named Deanna Totan who wrote me a love letter from Oahu I love how you are always honest passionate and funny on your podcast you're a wellness role model and an inspiration for many people you don't just talk about the lifestyle, you also live it out. 
I also love how you share your story on how your success wasn't just handed to you, but it took hustle, grit, grace, perseverance to get where you are. And even though you made it, you remain humble and give back to your community. And you embrace the roots of your Hapa culture. Hapa means uh, half Asian, half Haole in Hawaiian. I love reading about and following your Japanese recipes in your book, Kintsugi Wellness. And I look forward to your upcoming books and your podcast. Mahalo for being you, Diana in Hawaii. Well, that was about the nicest letter I think I got. And Deanna, thank you so much. I promise I will come back and do a book signing when we come out with my next seventh book, which is based off of spiritual wellness with Audible. It should be an amazing time for us to collaborate and connect. And lastly, I had a really good note the other day that came in um, from another. Most of the girls that follow me are mixed or Asian mixed or Caucasian mixed and or Caucasian because it feels like we all have so much in common and I love that you have all come together as a community with me. So thank you. If you feel that I need to open up a community board, um, maybe it's a discord or some type of Reddit, let me know. Please email me anytime you want at info at CandiceKumai.com with any questions comments or answers about any podcast episode and don't forget to sign up for the newsletter on my website candicekumai.com lastly i'll leave you with a really fabulous letter um a girl with the name cl wrote a note hi candace and team i wanted to reach out to you after reflecting on episode 79 after i went for a run First and foremost, thank you for the work that you do for promoting true wellness information and advice, not just wellness as a product. I've been a proud owner of Kintsugi Wellness and a listener of the Wabi Sabi podcast for a couple of years now, and I have been so uplifted by the raw and uncut words that you share about your journey through life. Okay, really quick pause. Um, I think her name is Christine. Christine, hilarious because I am so vulgar on my podcast. I actually really worry that the Buddhist congregation that I work with out here in Oahu might hear how vulgar I am. I want to to address this. You guys, I'm really sorry for the cursing, the vulgarity. I have used some horrible words, but I do want to preface this. I'm only human, number one. Number two, I lived in New York for a decade. I had to throw elbows and yell back at people and tell people to leave me alone and stop following me on the subway. I mean, thank God nothing bad happened. But you need to learn to protect yourself when you're there. So I get really intense and I'm a Taurus. I'm like a ride or die my way or the highway. So I apologize for all my years of crazy words and usage of bad foul language, sailor mouth. But like, I honestly can't help it. It is the genetic makeup that really makes me who I am. And I think my dad is kind of the same way. He really was a sailor in the Navy. And it is what it is. I think you guys actually seriously quite like it in a sick way. So I'll continue to use (laughs) when needed only. But I'm a lover. It doesn't mean that I still can't sit and practice yoga, meditation, spirituality, deep breathing, Buddhism, 
enlightenment, prayer, mala beads, practice, breathing in and out. These are all things that can live and exist with one another. That's why I constantly bring up the yin and the yang. I'm not perfect. I'm human. It's 2022. Let's allow people to be people. So that's why, Christine, your letter means the world to me and is exactly why I'm reading it. It helps to validate that most of us young women, white, Asian, black, Latino, any, any culture, I'm also Native American or Middle Eastern, you know, you could be from the South Pacific, European, we all are human. We all curse and we all have a little vulgarity. So let's not pretend that we're fucking perfect. Okay, sorry. Back to you, Christine. So um, she's been so uplifted by the raw and uncut words that you have shared in your journey. I'm also a American-born Hapa girl, although I am Yonsei. Ichini san yon. That means fourth generation. Your personal story and mission to share wellness advice rooted in our Japanese tradition truly resonates with me. And I realize that I am a non-traditional candidate for one of your new positions. Oh yes, we did say we absolutely would be hiring and we are open to asking all candidates to turn in an application for a virtual assistant position. It's been filled but we're always open to hearing more so please send in your resume send us a little bit of love hold up a candle to a minority girl this island is full of so many beautiful people and the aloha spirit is very real if you can pass this magic on to someone else to help them breathe Relax. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. Relax and chill and live a good life. Once that all comes together, we will end up in an okay place. But until then, make sure to reward the people doing good work in this world. So I want to reward the bishop at the Koganji Temple in the Manoa Valley here, and also to the good people of her congregation that help others and created a gorgeous community here. I shall be back. It is possible, and I do love the idea of working with the local college or U of H here on creating more programming on how to get into media and also how to enlighten your own spiritual practice. I think that you guys are doing an amazing job and you should give yourself a big reward. Tell yourself you're doing great. Love yourself because you're the only person that you've got. If you think that your happiness is gonna come from some guy, some job, some check, some opportunity with work, it's not because once you end up on the other side, you're just going to be waiting for the next thing. So it is best to look inside and reflect and find that inner divine spirituality where you can say, I'm fucking happy on my own. Deanna and Christine, thank you for your letters this week. 
I will chat with you guys more on the next episodes of the Wabi Sabi pod. Please make sure to pick up something at thematashop.com to support and sign up for the newsletter and share this podcast with two friends. I haven't seen a lot of you posting and sharing on Instagram lately, so it'd be cool if you shared it. Of course, in moderation. Have an amazing week, you guys. 40 minutes again on the button. I think there's something spiritually divine working through me. Even with the F word and the wild nights and the drinking, the partying, the drugs, the sex. It's all real, right? So (laughs) I, I don't know if it's some deity or some Buddha or whatever. But yes, the Buddha does live within all of us. Whatever you believe in, keep believing and keep being a good person morally. Keep the values high and know that in some afterlife here or there, perhaps you will be rewarded for being a good person. And at the very least, at not, if not, at least you were a good person on this planet when we needed you. I'm Candice Kumai. Have a fabulous week and please share episode 80 with a few friends. Love you and aloha, mahalo, take good care. Oh, and don't forget to check out the Shiseido Show on YouTube, Shiseido USA's channel. Watch it, comment, go crazy.